plenty of space. Okay. We've been discussing over here, and we will continue to discuss the halachot related to a balkari. Now, in the Torah is very clear. The balkari becomes tameh. Right? Regular tama has got to go to the mikvah. The chidush that our Mishnah is discussing, based on the institution of Ezra, is that you have to go to tefillah even for the purpose of the study of Torah, and it would seem like also for the purpose of tefillah and brachot. So again, the concept of Balkari exists from the Torah, but Ezra was metakein, that you also have to go to the mikvah for the purpose of limar Torah and tefillah. So that's what our Gemara um, is, was discussing yesterday. And we will return to that later uh, today. For now, we will interrupt the Balkari discussion with the Gemara about doubt. Amr of Yehuda, right, with the two dots in the middle of Chaf Aleph and Aleph. We got Amr of Yehuda, Safi Kara Kriyachma, Safi Lokara. We are Chaf Aleph and Aleph in the middle of the Amr. We did a lot yesterday. Amr of Yehuda. Yehuda says, Safik Kara Kriyachma, Safik Lokara. Someone has a doubt whether they said Kriyachma or not, they cannot remember. They do not have to. Say Kriya Shema again. Now usually the rule is Safik Daraita Lachama, Safik Darabana Lakul. If your dad is about a, a Minatora obligation, then you have to be Choser. So, so we'll try to figure out uh, the, this opinion which states that if you're not sure whether you said Kriya Shema in the first place, you do not have to repeat Kriya Shema, which sounds like Kriya Shema is only Darabana. Safik Amar Emet Vyatsev, Safik Loy Amar. If you're not sure whether you said Emet Vyatsev, that's the bracha after Kriya Shema, Choser Vyatsev, Emet Vyatsev. Then you have to repeat Emet Vyatsev. Says the Gemara, my time. Now, what's the reason? Krishma de Rabbanon. It's a very strange Gemara, right? I mean, we've been assuming this entire parak that Krishma is de Raita, but this opinion seems to hold that Krishma is de Rabbanon. And we'll try to figure that out. Emet Vyatav is de Raita, but Emet Vyatav is de Raita. Why is Emet Vyatav de Raita? So, the uh, explanation is simple uh, because you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Zechei Yitzit Mitzvah, which is, of course, everyone agrees that's a Mitzvah the right, okay, it's a bit of a question whether there's a mitzvah at night, but everyone agrees in the morning there is a mitzvah. So if you're not sure whether you said Emmet which includes Zechitzias Mitzrayim, that you would have to repeat. The Torah says very clearly you have to say Krishna when you get up and when you go to sleep. That's not referring to the obligation to say Krishna, rather, that's referring to the obligation to study Torah. <coughs> Okay, so that's this little small uh, piece of Gemara. Again, we don't rule like this Gemara, right? We are, if you look at Rambam and Shulchan Aruch, all the Rishonim, they say in those Gemara is an exception. We, of course, assume, like many other Sugiot and Shas, like the first parak seem to assume in many places, and other Gemaras in Adarim and other places, that Krishma is, of course, the right. So if one is not sure whether they say Krishma, then you should, of course, repeat Krishma. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah, Valkari Maharar Beliba. Right, this is the reason why the Gemara brought this in regarding the Safek, is because now we have a question from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, That we basically tell the Balkari to only be Mahara things that seem to be the right of right, We tell them to be but don't be Mahara the Brachat before, the Brachat afterwards. Be maharer, think about the brach of berchat hamazon, but don't think, about, again, when it says, it means don't even think about the bracha before. 
says Gemara, we saw that the Emet Viatzim is the right. If you're going to tell me that Emet Viatzim is the fulfillment of a Daraita, live Rachlacharel. Then why doesn't the Mishnah tell you to have in mind the Brach of Emet Viatzim after Krishna? After all, you fulfilled the obligation of Zechit Siat Mitzrayim. Right? My Taima. So says the Gemara, right? What would be the reason? No, the more is now answering. If you're going to tell me because it's you already mentioned that a Kriyashma, meaning once you Mahara Kriyashma, then Emmet Yatsu is no longer the writer, right? Because what's included in Kriyashma, the third parsha, you have Zechit Siat Mitzrayim. So there's no reason to be Mahara Emmet Yatsu once you've already said Kriyashma. The name Havalei Bayiha. Maybe you should just be Maharer and Metziatif. Says the Gemara, no, Krishma Difa. Krishma is a better way to do Yitzis Mitzayim, Deit Patarti, because Krishma, even though it's only Derabanan, according to what the Gemara is saying right now, but at least you'll get two things. You'll get Yuzech Yitzis Mitzayim, and you'll also get your Kabbalat Alma Choshamayim, which is, of course, even though it's Derabanan, it's a, it's, it's a concept which, you know, which we'd rather you do. If that's the way you could perform your Zechritziat Mitzvah. So again, Krishna Adifa, the eighth Batati. Okay. Rabbi Lazar disagrees with all this. Rabbi Lazar, Mark, Safikar, Krishna, Safikar, Chosar, Vikar, Krishna. Rabbi Lazar disagrees and says, if you're not sure whether you said Krishna, Chosar, Vikar, Krishna. Because of Krishna as the writer, right? This is obviously what we assume. Safik, Hitpala, Safik, Lo, Hitpala. Let's not sure whether you davened or not. Here we say, Eina Chosar, Mitpala. We do not. Repeat Tfila, because Tfila is a Dirabanan, Safik Dirabanan Lakula, Safik Brachat Lahakam, and therefore you do not repeat Tfila. Rabbi Yechon seems to disagree. Rabbi Yechon Amar Ulevai, right? Halavai, right? That's where this comes from. Halavai, Ulevai, she itfalo kolayom kulo. Halavai, like if only, right? You're able to daven the entire day. And Rabbi Yechon is saying that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing uh, to be able uh, to pray. And therefore, even if you're misupak, you could daven again. Rabbi Yochanan seems to be saying you could daven an unlimited amount of tefillot, even if you're not making it into an edava, right? We'll, we'll see later there's a concept of when you daven an extra tefillah, you know, you should make it into an edava, right? Make it into like a voluntary tefillah, which means you're supposed to make it a little different. You're supposed to add something to the tefillah. Rabbi Yochanan seems to be saying, you know, the rabbis instituted to daven three times, but go ahead and daven even a fourth time. And therefore, if you're misupak, if you're in doubt, Says Rabbi Yochanan, you can go ahead and uh, daven. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Second white line. Amar Betfila. I'm sure this has happened to us. You're in the middle of davening. Veniska Shisfalo. And in the middle of Tfilam, you remember that you already davened. So what's the halacha? Posik Vafilo Be'emsa Bracha. You stop immediately, right? Because you already davened. Ask the Gemara, Aini, is this true? Vamar of Nachman. Kavina Bey Rabba Barvua Boim Minei Hanid Bnei Bnei Rav. Right? So children ask us the following. The toe matki bechal b'shabes. The following question was asked: Somebody who on Shabbat, you know, realized in the middle of saying salach lanim, right? The middle, they started saying a weekday amida on Shabbat, right? Who mitki bechal b'shabbat? They mentioned the weekday amida on Shabbat. Mahu sheigmer? What salacha could they complete? Vamalan gomer. You could finish kol bracha. You could finish that bracha, right? Which is halacha lemaisa. They, you know, if you're again, if you recall. That you, if you realize you're in the middle of saying Amidam Shalchol, you're allowed to finish that bracha and then go back to the Shabbat Amidam. So it's a question. We just finished saying that if you recall that you already davened, you're supposed to stop in the middle. 
So this seems to be the same thing. In other words, in the middle of the Amidah, you realize you're saying the wrong Amidah, or you're not supposed to be diving, so why do you finish? It says, no, you can't compare the two. I'm over there. Really, he's a Barchiyuvah. And the way it's explained is that really, it makes sense that we should daven a full Amidah on Shabbat as well. We really should have three Shemun Esrays that are comprised of all 18 brachot or 19 brachot with an, addition, with an additional mention of Shabbat. That's really what should have been. However, the rabbis didn't want to bother us, you know, davening is long enough already, and they didn't want to make such a long Amidah. So therefore, in theory, it is a day to recite the 18 brachot or 19 brachot in each of the Amidah. So therefore, it's not a contradiction to the day of Shabbat to go ahead and finish the bracha which you are up to. In other words, once you started it, instead of you know, saying that it's a hefzik and you have to start all over, this and that, we just tell you to finish that bracha because again, really, it's not a contradiction to pray salach lanu on Shabbat. It's just rabbanu le'atrochu mishum kovot Shabbat. Usually we assume that you know, the night, those brachot don't make sense to say on Shabbat because bakashot. Right? Usually I think we assume that those uh, brachot that we say on a, on a daily basis don't make sense, doesn't make sense to say on Shabbat because usually we refrain from saying you know, any sort of requests on Shabbat. So again, that's what we would have assumed that therefore it doesn't make sense to have the weekday Amidah take place on Shabbat. They weren't saying no. Bakashot shal tzibor, when the whole tzibor, like we find, a, you know, we say zocheinu l'chayim, you know, during uh, when it's public, when everyone's doing it communally, everyone's doing it together, it could be it's not such a uh, uh, stira to Shabbat. Uh, so therefore, uh, that's what this Gemara is saying, is that it, you're able to finish that bracha. But over here, meaning over here where you re- re- recall in the middle of your tefillah that you already davened, uh, or you already davened mincha, then you already davened, and that's the end of that. So therefore, uh, there's no reason to daven again. It's parallel. The next few gemaras are all brought down in Shulchan Aruch and very applicable halachot. Amri the Mishmol. It's parallel v'nechaz lebeit haknesses. You walk into Shul and you apparently already davened. And the tzibur is also davening. So Shmuel says, "Im yachal lachadish b'davar yachzav yispalu." If you're able to be mechadish davar, what does it mean by mechadish davar? That means you. You're able to make your tefillah into a tefillah nedavah. The tefillah nedavah means you're allowed to add a voluntary tefillah, but in order to show that it's a tefillah nedavah, you have to add something. In other words, we know there's certain halachot about which brachot you like in Shema Kuleinu, and even in each bracha, if it's related to the bracha, you're allowed to add something. Because if you don't add something, then why are you davening again, right? You have to show that it's nedavah. So the way you show that it's nedavah, not an obligatory tefillah, is by adding something. So Shmuel's saying, if you want to say a tefillah nedavah, then you have to be mechadesh, you have to make it new, you have to make it as if you're not just repeating your shmonat, which you had already recited. Vimlav, al yachsa But if not, then don't daven again. So the Gemara sees an issue with why we need both these statements of Rav Yehuda and Mishmol. Yehuda Mishmol just said, basically twice, he said, you can't daven again unless you're mechadesh something, right? The first statement he said, if you, rem- if you recall that you already davened already, you have to stop. Here he says that if you, know, if you add something, you are able to daven again. Someone wants to know why you need both of these statements. Utsricha. Had you only told us the first statement of Yudom Shmuel, you have to stop your Amidah. That's only when you davened, either both tefillot took place with the tzibor, or both tefillot took place when you davened B'yechidot. So therefore, 
Shmuel perhaps would say, but if let's say, at one o'clock you daven by yourself, and then you find the tzibah that's davening at five o'clock, right? So once you have the opportunity to daven the minyan, maybe the rabbi said, oh, now you don't have to be mechadesh anything, and you could just go ahead and daven again. Maybe we would have said, commanded like tzalidam. It's as if you didn't daven. Kamash, well, no. You know, even though you're supposed to daven with the tzibur, yachit still counts. It's still a tzibur. If you only said the, this halacha, which says that you have to be mechadesh something in your new tzibur, that's only because you didn't start. But with there where you already started, maybe the rabbis wouldn't have been so stringent. They would have said, once you start, you don't have to add anything, you know, and you could just be mamshech, um, right? I'll just point out something. It's very clear from this Gemara that you cannot decide in the middle of a tefillah to be in a dava. Meaning you started mincha and you realize you start, you already daven. So it says in Shulchan Aruch, it's very clear based on this Gemara, you can't say in the middle, oh, so I'm not davening mincha again, I'm doing a dava, so I'll just add something. No, you have to decide whether something's in a dava before you take those, those three steps forward. But once you daven with like kavanah that I'm davening the obligatory tefillah, then, and you realize you already davened, you cannot go ahead and change into nidava mode and be mechadeh something, hence the Gemara says, posik, you got to stop immediately unless, unless it's uh, Shabbat, or, you know, again, you know, in that case where on Shabbat you mistakenly said the weekday uh, tefillah. Omar Rav Huna, somebody entered Shul, and God forbid he entered late, and he found that the tzibor had already started tefillah. So what do you do? Right? So basically the, the three things the Gemara will discuss is modim, kedusham, and Yehesh uh, So it says, If you're able to start and finish until before the, the Sheikh Tibur gets up to Modem, Yitzpalel. If not, Dodan. Again, so the key over here is that you shouldn't be in the middle of your silent Amidah if the Chazan will get up to Modem before you finish. Why? Because the way Rashi tells it explains, at least tells it in the beginning, is that everyone's going to be bowing and you're going to be up. Right? And we don't want you to, right? then you're going to look like, uh, like a kofar, like a heretic, right? Everyone's bowing to Hashem, and you're not bowing. So this is, this is brought down in uh, Shulchan Aruch. So again, that's why, if you reach that stage, you want to start with the chazan, right? We mentioned this. You want to start your, and then, then you're going. In other words, if you're in the middle of your private amidah, but you get up to modem the same time as the chazan, then it's not a problem. The problem over here is that you're doing a private amidah, but you're not following the chazan. Rabbi Shuvan Levi says a little different. If you're, it's all about Kedusha. You have to make sure that you are reciting Kedusha with the Chazan, right? So again, if you show up late and you realize you're not going to finish before the Chazan gets up Kedusha, then do not start around this time with the Chazan. However, uh, Mishnah Burr speaks out if you start at this. Yeah, Chazar Tashat. Yeah. So the, the Mishnah Burr points out. That if you start with the chazan, then you let it go as far as you want. Meaning, not, not start with chazan. If you start with the rest of the tibur and you stop, you have a lot of kavan, you daven very long, then you have a right to miss kedushah. You can miss modim. It's only when you come late we start. We start telling you. you obviously, obviously, you don't care about so much tefillah. You can't have so much kavana that you're missing kedushah and modim. But if you start with, because it sounds like from this gemara, you should always make sure to finish before kedushah. But we know you see a lot of people in Beit Haknesset that have a long tefillah kavanam, right, and they miss. Kiddushah, right? So Tosfot has a whole discussion. What do you do if you're in the middle of Shemun Esrei and the, and the Tzibur gets up Kiddushah? Right? What are you supposed to do? So Tosfot... What? What are you saying? Lechavein. No, so he calls Rashi, but he says Rabbeinu Tam argues. 
And Ben Atam says, Anasan, what's the point of being Machavin? Because Shomea Ka'ona, then it's a hefsek in your, in your Amida. Right. So it's a very famous Machlok in Rashi and Tosa about how to understand Shomea Ka'ona. But Tosa ends up saying, the Minag is like Rashi, even though he disagrees, the Minag is to be quiet and to listen. But, even, but the important point, what I'm pointing out over here is that you don't have to rush your tefillah as long as you start with everybody else. In other words, if you got the real uh, tefillah b'tzibur, then you permit it to go further. Um, Correct. That's what, that's what it, I mean, or I don't know why. What is? I mean, either way. It says that if, if, if you dive with them, if you can get up to with kedusha, it sounds like that. I hear. I'm saying that, the, that you only get the feeling of I mean, I think the point is that we just want you to be able to say kedusha. That's that's really the point over here. So it seems like we have a dispute, right? The first opinion says the first second. The first opinion says it only cares about modim. Why the mikomifaglim? The first opinion doesn't seem to care about getting up to the Chazan for Kedushan because he held a Yachid Ketzei Kedushan. So it sounds a bit strange. An individual Ketzei Kedushan. So Rashi throws in three important words. Yachid Amitpal Ema Tzibor. If an individual who's davening with the Tzibor, he Ketzei Kedushan. It's fine. Chen um, Amarav. Sorry? Chen Amarav. What? No. In other words, he's with the Tzibor. Then he Ketzei Kedushan by himself. Which is, again, we don't rule... Correct, correct. He could still say Kedusha. We, we don't rule like that, of course, but it, it just minimizes the Kedusha. She's not saying that the Yachid in his house could say um, Kedusha. Fine, continues the Gemara. How do you know a Yachid cannot say anything that's considered Kedusha? Hashem said, I will sanctify myself amongst the Jewish people. called Right, so anything that's bigdusha can't be done less than ten. My mashma, where do you see that? So it says the Tani Rabbi Yachoi the Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. So he says we have a gzer shava. Here it says toch. Ask your toch, toch. Ksev hachav nidashu b'toch ben Yisrael. Uksev hasim and it says by Korach ibadlu mitoch ha'ida. Separate yourself from the ida. Now our Gemara is missing an important addition. Now how do you know ida is ten? Right, so again, we said toch toch because by it's a separate from the ada, and ada is ten. How do you know ada is ten? Another gzer shava, which our gemara doesn't finish off, but miraglim. by miraglim, right? Same way by miraglim refers to them as an ada. We know it's ten because Yishun Kalev did not report, did not say loshon haram. So just like there is ten, here it's ten. Malo nasara afkanasara. Fine. So, in other words, we learn out, so what comes out of famous commands, we learn out the concept of minyan from Miraglim. I just saw recently where Moshe Feinstein says, this, he was asked the question, could be Machalos Shabbos Peferhesia, like a mummer, somebody who's, you know, Machalos Shabbos, a desecrate Shabbos publicly, could it be included in the minyan? She says, of course they could be included in the minyan. Miraglim were considered Rishayim Akofram and heretics, and that's the, the source of minyan. So, of course, then anyone could be included in minyan. Amazing, uh, you know, Chidush of Ramosha to base it on that. Says the Gemara, everyone agrees. Whether you're talking about Sha, you know, Kedusha, Modim, everyone agrees. Once you're in the middle of the you cannot stop. Are you allowed to stop for Yeheshmei Rabba? Right? I mean, that's the older version is Yeheshmei Gadim Mavarach, like we had on Gimel and Aleph. So you see from this Gemara, the Yeheshmei Rabba is clearly very important, right? This, that's kind of the basis for why many times you'll see rules. You know, regarding interruption, Yehishmirab is more lenient. You cannot suffer anything during the Amidah. 
Basically, even if your mom is engaged in something like the Maisim Rekava, you stop for Yehishmei Rabbah. Says Gemara of Leita Chatek and Allah doesn't follow him, that you know, if you're in the middle of Shemun Esrei, you do not stop for Yehishmei Rabbah, right? In other words, you never stop in the middle of Shemun Esrei for anything. Okay, now we're going to discuss over here the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, see... Well, no, it, I, I, it, it's just, you're right. I'm saying it's just a different agad. The point is, you're engaged in some sort of like a connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? I, I, that's what it means. Ma'aser Merkavi. You're having some sort of a nivuah, some sort of prophecy, right? Of Ma'aser, like Ma'aser Merkava. Uh, still, that's worth interrupting for Yehishmei Rabba. Ve'leitachata kivasei. The halacha does not uh, follow him. Rebuta Omer. And again, you see in Postgame, in many places, how stringent they are by making sure you hear Yehishme, or you say Yehishme Rabbah. Okay, so let's just go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that a Balkari, according to the first opinion, should only be Maharar, things that are Minat Torah, like Kriyat Shema and Birkat HaMazor. says, no, which sounds like, according to the Gemara right now, the Gemara thinks right now, it means you could say it. You could actually say the words of Kriyat Shema. You could say the words of the brachot even before and after. So you're going to tell me, Yehuda, sounds like he just disagrees with this whole concept in a bakari. You can go ahead and say, Berchat Krishma, you can say whatever he wants, because the bakari, you're going to say that he holds the bakari's mother of Meshua ben Levi. Shem Levi told us, Benan the bakari, Shosh ben Devetara. How do you know about Kerry's Asma Devet Because the Torah says in Devarim, when it talks about teaching Torah, that you know, that the Chukim and Meshpatim should be removed for you, you should teach it to your children and grandchildren. It says right next to that, right? You know, and again, it says, remember the day that you stood by Har Sinai. So just like over there by Har Sinai, it was Asr. Uh, to be a Balkari, like we saw yesterday, Moshe said, I'll take Shalisha, Afkan, soon. So to hear, when you're teaching Torah to your children or grandchildren, Balkari would be Asr. So in other words, Rabbi ben Levi brings the support for this concept that a Balkari is Asr, Now what's strange about this Gemara is that we've been saying a few times that Ezra was the one that was Metakin, that a Balkari cannot learn Torah, right? We never said that it was a Minat Torah. Right, so it's a bit of a difficult Gemara to read. The Rishonim seem to say that it's just an asmachta, because again, it was an institution of Ezra. It wasn't a real, um, it wasn't a real din min Torah. Fine, but so the Gemara is asking a question. Read the Hakarav who to say that a bakari is motivated by Torah. We have this what's called smuchim. Right, that's the important word here. Smuchim. It says vadatam teaching Torah next to Har Sinai, which teaches us that the laws are the same. Vachitem Rivuda lodar smuchim. If you're going to tell me Rivuda does not agree with this concept of smuchim, Bar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said afilaman lodar smuchim b'cholat Torah b'mishnah Torah darish. Even according to the opinion, for instance, Rabbi Yehuda, who doesn't learn smuchim, meaning he doesn't expound from the Torah. When two things are juxtaposed next to each other, he feels that that's not a reasonable drush, it's not one of the yur gemomidot, but Mishnah Torah darish. However, in Devarim, right, it's an amazing thing, when you're trying to figure out the difference between Mishnah Torah and the rest of the Torah, but Mishnah Torah darish. Devarim, Rabbi Huda is darish, the Ritfah explains, because Moshe Rabbeinu, who was repeating the whole Torah for the first time, so when you're repeating the whole Torah, you do it in a more orderly fashion. Said it once, brought down the first time. Okay, there's you know different orders and different ways it has to be said. When you're when you're doing a review, says the Ritva, then you do it in an orderly fashion. I thought it was a cute explanation as to why Dvarim is different. Either way, the pasuk of Hodatem is in Dvarim, so he should have this smuchim which tells you that when you're teaching Torah or learning Torah, uh, 
you know, your asr of your bakari. So now the Gemara is going to talk about, you know, how do we know, or where do we know that there's a difference between the rest of the Torah? Like, where, where do we find that he's not Doris Muchim? How do we know that Rabbi Huda does not Doris, does not expound on Smuchim? Again, when things are so mich next to each other, to Tanya Ben Azim Ben Azim, it says, It says, A woman who's engaged in Kishov, Lo will not live. Now, we don't know how she gets killed. Chenek, Skila, Hereg, you know, Venemra, the Pasuk says, right after that, right? It says, someone is with an animal, so, so, the fact that the Torah put these two things next to each other was to teach you, just like when you we know it means Skila, so again, Smuchim taught us the form of regarding a mechasheva, because again, it just says, mechasheva lo techayeh, it just says, shall not live. So we learn from, again, shochev vehema, that it means a skila, because they put it next to each other. But Amalei Bihuda, Bihuda disagrees, says, because these two psikim are next to each other, you're going to bring out for a skila, we've got to have a better proof than that. Ella, I'll give you a different proof, Ella, of v'yidoni, which are other forms of kishuf, um, Ayin, you know, Shmuel, a story with, uh, you know, Shmuel and uh, Shaul. He has a different drasha. The Torah uh, basically enumerates different types of kishav. It says, Mechasheva, which is regarding the woman, and it says, Ov Vyidoni. It says, you know, he says, That really, had the Torah just said Mechasheva, we would have known Ov Vyidoni. These are two different activities that would have been included. So, so why did the Torah basically take it out, right? This is what we say in every morning in Rabbi Shemal. So it takes it out to compare it. Just like Ov Vyidoni, it says, Mifurash, that you get Skila. Right? So again, Ov Yidoni are really should be included. So why would it specify it? Rather, it's specifying it to teach you. You're supposed to learn out from there to Mecha Shefa. And just like by Ov Yidoni, it says clearly that there is Skila. So to over here, by Mecha Shefa, there would be Skila. The point being that in the rest of the Torah, Rabbi Huda clearly does not expound on Smuchim. How do we know that Rabbi Huda is Doresh? Smuchim in Sefer Devarim. The Tanur of Lazar Amin of Lazar says, "No, so the Menus is Avinu for this Avinu is Benom for this Benayim." Rabbi Eliezer says a Chiddush that a person is allowed to marry a woman that his father coerced or forced, right? Or Anusat Benom for this Benom, right? In other words, you would have thought that if your father, you know, uh, whatever, you know, rapes a woman basically, or father seduces a woman, you would have thought that there, therefore there's some sort of ishut. Some sort of you know relationship between the woman and the father, therefore, would be prohibited to you. So Blazer says you are permitted to marry such a woman. Rabbi Huda says also. Rabbi Huda says also banusat of you. You cannot marry the anus of your father ube mefutas of it. Again, it sounds like in other words he's only arguing on the first cases, but you would be allowed to marry the anusat bino umefutat bino. So why does Rabbi Huda oser? So he says he learns it out from smuchim in Mishnah Torah. Rabbi Huda marav my time to Rabbi Huda. What's the reason for for, for Rabbi Huda? Tachsev the pasuk says laikach ish as eishes aviv. You cannot you know ish a person cannot take as eishes aviv. That's simple. Velo yigale knaf aviv. He cannot re- reveal at knaf aviv the way Gemara does it's knaf like the baggage of the clothing that was. Um, what he called was was revealed shira aviv lo yigale the kanaf the, the skirt or the covering that your father saw lo yigale you cannot reveal fine but how do you see that refers to the woman that the father you know seduced we might the banusat aviv 
How do you know it's referring to that woman? Says more dinasan the samachleim because the pasuk pasuk says right next to dinasan isha shachav ima. The pasuk right after this discusses the laws of onus. So based on smuchim again, the juxtaposition of these two concepts next to each other shows us that it was talking about a nusat aviv amri. So fine. So that's the question. So the point is we've just proven that Behuda is daris smuchim in devarim. Right? You know, see, it matters when things are next to each other, but in the rest of the Torah, it doesn't matter. Either way, how could Rabbi Huda not learn out the Isser about Keri, Limana Torah? Right? Those Pesukim are next to each other. So it says, Amri in the Mishnah Torah Darish. Really, he does expound Mishnah Torah. He needs the drush of Smuchim for something else. Meaning, these two Pesukim of Hodatum Levanacha and Yom HaShemat Levanacha Bechorev. He learns that for a, a different drasha. So he doesn't have the smuchim available to teach you that you're about carries Asr B'Divya Torah. What does he learn out? To Amrishabalev, he learns that something else. I call him Alamed Libno. In Kedushan, actually, has a different gear. It says anyone who teaches his grandson, actually. But Kalamed Libno Torah, my love, a cause of Kilo Kibla Mahachorev. That he teaches this concept. That anyone who teaches Torah to their child, it's as if they're receiving Torah from Har Sinai. Shinemar, Yodatam, Levanach, Levne Vanacham. Because it says, V'del v'necha, you're teaching Torah to your grandchildren. And it's what after that, this thing, you know, that, um, you know, the, the, the idea to remember uh, Har Sinai. So the fact that these two things are juxtaposed, it teaches when you teach Torah to your child or grandchild, it's as if the child is receiving Torah from Har Sinai. Now, I'll just leave it as a question because I don't know the answer yet, is who cares? Like, what does it matter that, you know, when you teach Torah to your child or grandchild, it's as if you got Torah from Har Sinai. Like, you know, as we say, my nafkamina, like, what does it matter? Like, what, what's, the, what's the halakha we're learning out from over here? So it's a little, it's a nice concept. It's like a divri agada, but I'm not sure exactly what, like, why this matters. Fine, we'll just leave that as a, we'll try to ask the other magide, dafyomi magide, here in the kolo today, as there are three others at this time. Fine, a second white line, tenan, uh, not a completely new gemara. Tenan, we learned in the Mishnah, um, Look in a mission like this. It says like this: Zav Shirakari, Venida Shapaltas Shechvazer. So Zav is somebody who became a Bakari. In other words, it's the same idea, but in an unnatural way. So that's a, a real, more severe tuma in the Torah. Like you know, if he sees it three times in a row or three days in a row, so Zav is a real serious tuma. It could be you need Shavanakim, like a Nida, basically. So Zav. So what happened was the guy was a Zav. So he was Tommy for that reason. Then he became a Kari or a Nida. A woman, Shepalta Sheikh Vazara, Anida also, she was Tame for because of that reason. But then Shepalta Sheikh Vazara, the Sheikh Vazara uh, came out within 72 hours. She has the Tumma of, of Balkari, or Hamishameshes, Vira Asa Adam, or she was Mishameshet, right? She was with her husband, Vira Asa Adam, and then she became Anida afterwards. So again, anytime you're Mishameshet, we assume you have the status of a Balkari, both the Ish and the Isha. So Tzrich and Tvila, you still need Tvila. Meaning, the point over here is as follows is that you would have thought, and that's Rabbi Huda holds it, that someone who's Tame for a different reason, there's no point of going to the mikvah for your carry reason if you're still going to be Tame for a Zav or for Nida, right? There's no point. Rabbanan say no. That as a minute, Takani, you go to the mikvah, even though you're not becoming pure because you're anyways Tame for other reasons, right? So Rabbanan say, Tzrichen Tvila, Yisinu Tvila, Rabbi Huda Pater, Rabbi says, no, you don't need Tvila because what's the point? You're going to go to the mikvah and you come out, you're still a Zav, you're still a Nida, right? So Rabbi Huda says, Pater. Says the Gemara, that what do you see from here? Uh, yeah, to, correct. The Zav has to wait maybe seven days. And Nida has, you know, they, they have different, they, they, they're not ready to become Tamiya. Balkari can go to the mikveh immediately. Doesn't have to wait for sunset, doesn't have to wait, no karbanot, nothing. 
Says the Gemara, what do we see from here? Right? So it says, only here does Rabbi Yudah hold that a Zav, that, that you don't need to go to the mikvah because you're a Zav already. Because anyways, you're not someone deserving of going to the mikvah. But if someone who's a Balkari, you know, Mechayav has to go to the mikvah. Right? So what do we see from here? That you can't tell me, again, and this is a mission, we're not talking about Tum and Tahara, we're talking about regular Dinei, uh, tumah, you know, for, for, the, for the purposes of Limad HaTorah. That's what Rashi says, that's what we're discussing. So what are we just finishing? We just finished saying the Rabbi Huda holds that the whole concept is not true. He holds that the Pesukim Edvarim are learned for something else and Abba Kari is Motor B'tam Torah. Yet we see over here the only reason he exempts from Tefillah is because there's no purpose of going in the first place. But somebody who is just a Kari, Abba Kari Greda, someone who's just a Kari and he could, you know, become completely pure from any, you know, Tumas for many impurities would go to the mikvah. So it's a question. Maybe I'll tell me really Bakari doesn't go to the mikvah. Rabbi Huda, Nami Pater Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda really exempts. I, so what's going on in this bright? It sounds like you only exempt because there was no reason to go because you would just remain Tumar. That that they specifically chose a case where you already tell me for a different reason was that's just to show the karach of the Rabbanon. Meaning that the Gemara really would have exempt you from tefillah in all cases. You never have to go to the mikvah for the purposes of studying Torah if you're a Balkari. So why do they discuss the case of Zav? To teach you the Chiddush of the Rabbanon. That the Rabbanon say go to the mikvah even in such a case where you're not going to completely purify yourself. So says the Gemara, that can't be. That if we're just coming to teach you the extent of the stringency of the Rabbanon, that wouldn't have been a reason. Why? Because the Seifa said a case that even where, where you're Misha Meshet, meaning you're, you're a Balkari, or the woman is a Balkari, and then she saw Dan, Tzrichat Tfila. Says the Gemara, why do we need that case? Laman Katanila, why did you mention a case of where Misha Meshet and Dan? Right? This case is different than the first two cases. The first two cases, you were Tame for a different reason, and then you became a Balkari. This case was Misha Meshet, you were a Balkari, and then you became Tame. So Laman Katanila, why are we teaching this case? Ilaim le Rabbanan, if you're going to tell me for, to show you the extent of the Rabbanan, Pshita, obviously. Hashtu, mazav shurakari demikar labartfilo mechaivir Rabbanan. If the rabbi is obligated about Kari to go to the mikvah when he was already telling me for a different reason, then when you were already about Kari in the first place, for sure there would be mechaivir tfila. So why, in other words, there's no reason to mention that third case, right? The third case of the Mishnah does not have to be mentioned for the Rabbanan. Because the Rabbanan would of course be mechaivir Tvila in that case, because you, you already became Tame for a Bakari. In other words, the Tumma of Bakari preceded the other Tumot, the other impurities. However, uh, the other two cases, you know, the Tumot preceded it. So, in other words, the fact that it mentions the third case shows you that we are mentioning this Praetum even for the purpose of Rabbi Huda, right? That Rabbi Huda would exempt you from Tvila even in such a case. Elolav Rabbi Yehudi, rather, this whole Brayta is for the purpose of Rabbi Huda as well. V'davka katanila. And only in this case, says the Gemara, Anchav Beit Amalaf on the top, Misha Meshet Virat Adam Only in this case, you know, somebody who was Tameh already for a different reason or ended up getting Tameh for a different reason doesn't need Tfila. Ava Bakari Greda Mechayav, right? Ava Bakari Greda, of course, would be Mechayav. So just to recap uh, quickly, the Gemara suggested that the reason why Rabbi Huda allowed you 
to say the berchat, uh, you know, of Kriyashima before and after because he disagreed with this whole concept, right? He, he held that a bakari could learn Torah and say tefillot. That's what the Gemara said. But says the Gemara, it seems like from this brighter, the only reason he exempted you from the mikvah for the purpose of studying Torah is because you wouldn't be able to become pure because you're anyways telling me for a different reason. Right? But had you just been impure for the reason of Balkari, you would have said to go to the mikvah. So how can you tell me Rabbi Huda disagrees with the concept of Balkari going to the mikvah for the purpose of Limarat Torah? Here he clearly only exempts you because we're dealing with a case where you were Tameh for other reasons. But if the only reason you were Tameh, it sounds like from the Brayta, right? you would be Chayav. So we're back to our original problem, which is why doesn't Rabbi Huda, why does Rabbi Huda allow you to make a Birchat, you know, to say Birchat Krishma? So says the Gemara, second line from the top, you made a completely wrong assumption that the Yehud allowed you to say Berchat uh, Krishma wasn't explicitly, he wasn't being Yotze Bisfatav, he was just being Maharer. And he, in other words, and the Machloket is, the Tanakam held that a Bakari shouldn't be Maharer. The Yehud held, you could be Maharer, right? That that's not a big deal. And as we'll let you be Maharer, even though you're a Bakari, but you shouldn't say it out loud. Says Gemara Mietzler, Yehud, that Herer, that's not true. Does the Yehud hold of Herer, Batanya? Bakari Shalamayim Litzvah, a Bakari Stam, who just doesn't have water to be Tovel, Korakri, which I guess is what we were dealing with the whole time, right? I guess that should have been mentioned. So Korakishma, Veinim Mavarech, guys reading Krishma, and it says, Einim Mavarech Lufanav, Lalacharaham, Bachopito, you bread, Mavarech Lachra, you make a Brechat Amazav, Einim Mavarech Lufanav, you don't make the Brechat before. Of Mahara Belibo, Veinim Motzebisvatav, rather you're Mahara Belibo, Veinim Motzebisvatav, right? But you don't, you know, you don't say anything explicitly. Did Rebbe Meir? Rehuda argues. Rehuda says, Benkach, Benkach, Motzeh Besvatav. So we see very clearly that Rehuda allows you to be Motzeh Besvatav. And you can't tell me that our Mishnah, when it permits you to say those brachot, is hearer, he says, Mifurash in the Brayta, Motzeh Besvatav. Right? So the question is, how did Rehuda allow you to be Motzeh Besvatav? If he agrees, basically we've accomplished two things. We've proved that Rehuda allows you to say the brachot clearly, and we've established that Rehuda holds that about carries Asr, Betam, Torah, and Tfilot. So Amr Nachman, a very interesting answer. Amr Nachman by Yitzchak, Asan Rabbi Yehuda kehilchot derech eretz. Rabbi Yehuda made the brachot like hilchot derech eretz. What's hilchot derech eretz? Rabbi Rashi explains that hilchot derech eretz are like hilchot musar, right? It's like ethical discourse. It's not real limanat Torah. So basically, Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara is going to prove, permitted one to study Torah. It's not really Torah. It's like musar. It's a nice concept. It's about how to give honor to a teacher and things like that. So. The same way Rabbi Huda permitted that sort of limra Torah, he also allowed you to say brachot. Understand? In other words, even though he forbade learning Torah, until now we were always equating learning Torah, brachot, filot, everything was the same. Now we're saying no, Rabbi Huda himself permits certain limra Torah, like if you're not learning, you know, you know taharot or something, brachot, something difficult, but rather you're just studying musr, then that's not real Torah, right? Don't tell the musr movement this, but that's not real uh, Torah, because that wasn't real Torah. So because he permits not real Torah, basically, he also permits brachot, which is also like a watered down of, in a version of limar ha-Torah. Now, how do we know this? So Mar says like this, it's a very long bright, but very easy. That the Brayta says that when you teach Torah to your children, it says right after that to remember Har Sinai. Just like by Har Sinai, you know, it was full of fear and trepidation with all the, the kolos, uvrakim, afkam, 
So too, when you're studying Torah, it should also be with that sort of mentality that you, you know, with fair interpretation, that you, know, you make sure you honor the Torah correctly. From here we say, All those to- sort of impurities, which have nothing to do with any sort of kalat rosh, meaning it was all like sicknesses and diseases, nothing of your fault, you're allowed to study Torah and Nevi'im you could study all areas of Torah. Of a balakari, that the way the balakari happened was, was intentional, and therefore we assume that there was some sort of kalus rosh involved, some sort of just laxed attitude, therefore you know that to study Torah. You're allowed to just like study things like quickly, like just like remembering things. But actually it's here mission, as long as you don't like, you know, lay the Mishnah to bed, which means like to study it really well. You could study the Mishnah well, you can't study the Gemara well. Meaning, in other words, we're talking about how deep of learning can you study. You know, that's strange, his name was Avishalom. You could study the Gemara. As long as you don't mention the Psukim of Hashem's name. Don't enter the world of Medrash. You meant to say, don't enter Beit HaMedrash. This is the key. Rabbi Huda says, you're allowed to study Hilchot Darach Eretz, when you're allowed to study laws of Musar, and therefore, that's what we were saying, that's just like you're allowed to study Hilchot Darach Eretz, he would allow you to study, uh, allow you to say Brachot. Apparently, and his students knew, they said, teach us Torah, something to do with Musar. Because they knew that he was about Kerry, apparently. So he said, I'll oh, teach us Musar. Yard Vitavl, he went into the mikvah. And then he taught them. You, you told us, you lied about Hechot Derech Eretz, even you about Kerry. So why did you jump into the river? Why did you jump into the mikvah before you taught us? Right? If you allows you to study Hechot Derech Eretz, so why did you go to the mikvah? So Amalahem, Afopisha, Mekalani Lachem, Machem, and Even though I'm lenient for others, that you allowed to study Musar, um, right? So this is the, a rabbi's permitted to be lenient for others and be stringent for himself. He can't do the opposite. He can't be stringent for others and be lenient for himself, but he is permitted uh, to be more stringent for himself and be lenient for others. What's the happening? What? No, so, no, so what we saw from this Brita that basically... Um, no, I'm saying... You're right. I'm saying we, we kind of had this earlier by Birchata Torah, right? The Gemara Yeram Yeram Al Mirbet 